Get Back Right Show. This is your host, Steve. I would tell you my last name, but I already did. And it's like a chore because it's so long. And when I was a child, I didn't really like chores. I did them because I was told to. And as a man, I still get told to do chores. So, I want to keep this show happy. You want to know what my last name is? Go check out the first episode. I'm just saying. So anyway, we're on the second episode of the Get Back Right show. And the topic today that we're going to be talking about is going to be what does love have to do with it? What does love have to do with it? Have you ever had anybody tell you that? Do you know what it means? It's kind of self-explanatory. It's basically a person doubting that love has power. That's what it's saying. That's what I get out of it. I don't know. What do you guys get out of it? Because to me, when it's said to me, it sounds like someone is telling me that love has no power. That love does not conquer all. But see, I understand differently. I understand that love does conquer all. And that is what we're going to dig into today. We're going to dig into what does love have to do with it. But in order to do that, we have to know what love is. And so I'm going to try to make this exciting as possible. And, you know, keep your attention span. I know in America now and everywhere else, we are with short attention spans. And I'm going to try to keep yours going. So here we go. The definition, the worldly version of the definition of love is. Give me one second. I'm pulling that up for you right now. It is an intense feeling of deep affection. It is also a great interest and pleasure in something. Pleasure in something. Three, feel a deep romantic or sexual attachment to someone. So, that's the worldly version. I actually went and checked out the Greek version. And get this, there's four examples of love in the Greek language. Here we go. Eros. Eros is more like that passionate love that it was talking about in the first one, feeling the deep affection. It's a love romance. It's a romance, you know. You ever romanced a woman or women? Have you ever ro- romanced your man? That's what it is, Eros. Remember that. Philia, I believe I'm saying it correctly. That is more of a friendship and affection. So that's kind of like your friendship love. That's your, your friendly love, you know. You love your friends. Hey, buddy. Hey, what's going on, man? I love you, dude, you know. Yeah. Doesn't that also remind you of something else? There's a city. No, 
Yeah, there's a city. It's called Philadelphia. And what is it called? What's their nickname? The City of Brotherly Love. Yes. Yes, the City of Brotherly Love. Doesn't that go along with that? Absolutely. But recognize. So the next one is, uh, I believe it's Stork. Now, Stork is more of a instinctual, natural affection. Um, like the love of a parent for a child and vice versa. So that's what Storg is. But then I, you know, I did a little bit more digging and guess what I found? I found the word agape. Now the word agape, check this out. The word agape is the highest form of love, charity. And the love of God for man and of man for God. Now, I listened to Martin Luther King Jr. Um, speak on a YouTube video. I was not there. I was too young. I wish I could have been there to hear the man speak in, in person. But this was from a video. And I listened to him speak, and it was powerful. And he talked about these Greek words right here. And I agree with him when he says that he believes that love is the love of God operating in the human heart. That's agape love, the love of God operating in a human heart. And see, agape love is, is, is the greatest love it's greater than like. It encompasses everything. It has no flaws. A agape love is the, it's at the top. It's way up there. Nothing can touch it. No friendship love. No romantic love. No instinctual motherly type love. Nothing can touch agape love. It is the supreme being's love so as I began to dig deeper I came across a Bible verse now in this Bible verse it's going to be 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 4 through 8 and I'm going to just touch on this real quick it says love suffers long it's telling you what love is and is kind Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It's not puffed up. Love doesn't get puffed up. Like a bodybuilder. Don't get all puffed up. Better deflate yourself. Better recognize. Does not behave rudely. Does not seek its own. Is not provoked. Thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. Love never fails. 
Did y'all hear me? Love never fails. Now, here we go. I gave you the worldly definition, and then I just broke down some of the definition of the word love in the Bible. A God's love. An agape love. And based off that verse, it's telling you that love is not jacked up. But when we look at the worldly love today, it is jacked up. It is jacked up. Hold on a second. I got something for you for that too. Oh, I oh I I was doing some doing some stuff. God was moving. So let's do this. Let's compare the world love versus God's love. Let's do that. This is this isn't even fair. This isn't even fair. Like, it's not fair. Seriously. The world's love. It's conditional. God's love. Unrestrained. World's love. Restrictive. God's love. Free. World's love. Unforgiving. God's love. Forgiving. The world's love. Withholding or withheld. God's love. Freely given. The world's love. Blameful. God's love. Blameless. God's love doesn't point a finger. It's your fault, it's your fault, and it's your fault. Have you ever been in an argument like that with somebody or you you pointing the finger at somebody? More likely it's in a relationship, more likely it's in a relationship that you're in and the two people are pointing fingers at each other. But God's love is blameless. God's love says, you know what? There was a mistake made. It's time to use grace. And let's move forward towards the resolution. And it doesn't point the finger. See, God's love wants to get to the resolution. God's love wants to get to the bottom of it. God's love is not concerned about how it started. They just want to get down to the nitty gritty to fix it, to heal it. So, you know, those are just things that, you know, I've been coming across and I searched up the word conditional and the word conditional says that subject to one or more conditions or requirements being met, made or granted on certain terms. Something like, if you love me, you do, you do this. You do what I say. Or you wouldn't act like that. How many guys heard that before? 
I'm not saying that you heard it in your relationship. Don't be looking at your spouse or whoever right now. If you guys are listening to this together or your boyfriend, your girlfriend, don't be, look, don't be looking at them right now. Don't look at them. Just keep your head straight and get that goofy smile off your face because we've all either been in the situation or we heard it from another situation. So I'm just saying. And then I looked up restrictive and restrictive says imposing restrictions or limitations on someone's activities or freedom. Come on, man. Come on. God's love is free. It is free from restriction. God's love was offered free to us. He created us out of love. He blew his breath into into the into the into the mud and created Adam. That was love. In John 3:16, what does it say? What does it say? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that he so that whoever believeth in him shall have etern, eternal life. So that's love. He gave up his son for you and I. There is no greater love than that. God could have just stayed up in heaven and said, you know what? Oh, forget these dudes. They tripping. We're going to leave them right where they are and they all going to hell. Right? He could have, but he didn't. He chose to save us, give us an opportunity to be saved. And that all comes from our free will to make the decision on whether or not we're going to love God or not. So I'm getting off track. Let me move back. Let me move back to where I was. But I had to throw that in there. That we serve a great God who loves us tremendously, unconditionally. And I'm going to tell you, we were jacked up. People were jacked up. The Jews, they cast them away. They cast them away. Had them nailed, had them nailed on the cross. They turned, it, they turned their back on them. But God still loves them. The children, children of Israel turned their back on them after he freed them from Egypt. But God still loved them. And how do we know that God loved the children of Israel even though they were hard-headed and stubborn and turned their backs on them time and time again? How do we know that he loved them? Because then he sent Jesus to die for their sins and the sins of mankind from that point on. That's powerful. That's love. So, then I looked up the word unforgiving. And unforgiving says not willing to forgive or excuse people's faults or wrongdoings. Not willing to forgive or excuse people's faults or wrongdoings. We all do things wrong. We all have flaws. 
And we must love through the flaws. We must love through the flaws. None of us are flawless. And so, as I move forward in this, about what love has to do with it, I'm hoping you guys see this shaping up. I'm hoping that you see that the world's love cannot hold a candle to God's love. And I'm I'm going to nail the coffin, put the nail in the coffin soon. Hang on. It's coming. So, without God's love, we have the state of the world being in chaos, There's immorality, murder, lack of value of life, racism, unrest, brokenness, depression, no self-control, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It goes on. The list goes on. We are all jacked up. We're all jacked up. What God's love gives us. Peace, quality, moral decisions, love for all life, regardless of our differences, healing, joy, self-control, and the list goes on. God gives us all the things that the world's love takes away. Why would you want the world's love? Why would you want that? Can somebody tell me? I don't understand. I would choose God's love any day. And so, as as we move forward, let me give you what the word of God says even in a deeper In a deeper view, Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 4, and do everything with love. Do everything with love. No matter what you do, do it with love. And then in 1 Corinthians, he wrote in chapter 13, verse 13, three things will last forever. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. The greatest of these is love. God's love, not man's love. Who would want man's love? It's all jacked up. And then, as I continue to read, I go along and I I run across Romans chapter 8, verse 38 and 39. That's kind of long, so I'm not going to tell you that. You don't have to look that one up for yourself. But what that one talks about is that nothing can separate us from God's love. Nothing can separate us from God's love. It is unconditional. No matter what we do, he loves us. Isn't that amazing that someone loves you so much 
that you could turn your back on him today and he'll still love you. You can tell him, I don't love you in a fit of rage and he'll still love you. That's powerful. That's a love. That's a love that I want. I want to be loved like that. And I am loved like that because God loves me and he loves you just like that. So John wrote in 1 John chapter 4, verse 7, verse 8. Now get this. He who does not love does not know God. For God is love. And see, that's the connection. God is love. God is love. So when you ask the question, what's love got to do with it? Everything. Because God is love. And when God is the center of your life, he is everything to you. I mean, I could stop it right there. That's it right there. God is love. And when you have God, you have everything because God is everything and he lives in you. But I will, I will drop one more on you. First John chapter four, verse 16. Uh, it says, and so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. So many of us are out there. Man, how can I put this? I'm up. Let me, I'm going to go past that. Hold on a second. This is what God gave me. After reading 1 John chapter 4, verse 18, I'm going to run through this real quick. Basically, it says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. That's King James. Let me hit you with the Amplified because this is going to break it down for you. Remember the punishment part that because fear has to do with punishment. So Amplified version breaks it down. There is no fear in love. Dread does not exist. But perfect, complete, full-grown love drives out fear. Full-grown love drives out fear. Mature. Because fear involves the expectation of divine punishment so the one who is afraid of God's judgment is not perfect in love has not grown into a sufficient understanding of God's love here's the breakdown 1 John chapter 4 verse 18 it says I'm getting close to closing. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. Listen to that word, punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. That's King James. Let me hit you with the Amplified. It breaks it down a little bit more. It says, there is no fear in love. Dread does not exist, but perfect, complete, Full-grown love drives out fear. 
Because fear involves the expectation of divine punishment, so the one who is afraid of God's judgment is not perfect in love, has not grown into a sufficient understanding of God's love. I'm about to connect these two right now in the world's love and God's love right now. See, when you have fear as a child of God, it says you are fearing divine punishment from God. Now I'm going to connect that to the world's type of love. See, the world's type of love, you have fear of rejection. You have fear that somebody's not going to like you. And so that love is imperfect. It is not whole. It is flawed. It is flawed. So we are afraid of the punishment of the world's love. But the world's love is flawed and unable to be perfect. The world has cast aside the perfect love of God for imperfection. And as I get ready to close this out, I just want to let you know, the world's love doesn't know how to rest in itself. The world's love doesn't know how to rest in itself. See, the one thing that God's love allows us is the ability to be able to rest in itself. And what I mean by that is agape love offers itself to another freely. And so it's sharing itself freely. It gives it. I always believe that you have to give love freely. You give love freely. People don't have to earn it. You just give it. Agape love also draws to itself like a magnet. It draws to itself like a magnet. And let me tell you what that what I mean by that. Because one day I was driving in an Uber vehicle. I mean, I wasn't driving. I was driving the Uber vehicle. And I was driving a passenger. And we're driving to, I think we're driving to the airport or somewhere like that. We started to talk. And next thing you know, we started to talk about God and, and the world. And um, there was a shift inside of the vehicle. There was a shift inside of the vehicle. The atmosphere changed. All of a sudden, I felt this connection to this individual. There was this divine connection. There was God's love that was in between us. And it was drawing us together like a magnet. It was pulling us together like a magnet. Not some perverted love that I was trying to pick up on this person, but a genuine love, a deep love, a sense of love of a recognizing of itself. The power of God was there. His love was there. He was there because God is love. So don't let anybody try to taint what you believe 
If you believe that love conquers all, then you continue to believe that because it does. So if they try to tell you what does love have to do with it, you tell them everything. So you guys, it has been a pleasure being with you. I'm looking forward to doing the next show. I don't know what that's going to be yet because I'm letting God lead me and I have decided to, that's the way that this is going to roll. So you guys just going to have to find out when I find out what the next show is. So you guys have a great day. God bless you. May he keep you. May your life turn around and be better tomorrow than it was today. Just so you guys know that you can find this podcast on places like Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Google Cast, YouTube, Breakers, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All right, you guys have a great one.